clap our hands just one more time to the Lord in gratitude for everything that we have felt in this atmosphere tonight. Are you thankful for the presence of God? I'm so grateful, so grateful for the presence of the Lord that we have felt in this place. Uh, so thankful for what God did last night and uh, so grateful for our time together this morning, uh, being able to just expound and to uh, teach the word of the Lord. And uh, I'm uh, just so thankful, so thankful uh, for the body of Christ. I never want to take my brothers and my sisters for granted. And there's something about coming together on a Friday night, Saturday morning, and Saturday night, and uh, being able to be in the same room as not only our uh, Heavenly Father, but our, 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 our earthly brothers and sisters. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful for you. And I want you to turn to somebody and tell them you're grateful to be in church with them tonight. Turn to somebody else, tell them you're grateful to be in church with them tonight. I, um, I'm so grateful to have uh, had the invitation to come here. I salute uh, Brother Austin and Sister Elizabeth and all of their hard work and all of their sacrifice. And I think it would be uh, quite right to give them a hand clap of appreciation for all of their planning and their vision, their efforts this district, for this local assembly. I so appreciate their spirit and their kindness and all of those that have led us into the presence of the Lord tonight, every singer, every musician, and this great host church. Uh, people have been vacuuming, people are working live stream, uh, people have been uh, preparing food uh, last night, and uh, there have been people, no doubt, uh, cleaning before we got here, and they'll clean after we leave in preparation for so could we just give a, a hand clap of appreciation to this host church, to Pastor and Sister V, the entire team. And as, as I said a moment ago, I'll echo again, I'm so grateful that you're here, whether uh, you live close and you're a part of this local assembly or whether you drove, uh, I'm just grateful that you're here tonight. And I believe the Lord's going to speak to us. How many of you believe the Lord's going to speak to us? I really believe he's going to. I uh, I told a story last night, so I, I have to tell a story tonight again. So if you're just going to have to let me tell my story. And I need you to act like you like my story because I get really insecure when people bail on my stories. But I, uh, I had, I, most of my stories involve uh, either a, a hotel, an Uber, or an airport because that's what I'm normally in aside from church. So I had been, um, I, I was coming back in to Dallas uh, which is home for me, and I, I begin to calculate that if I landed uh, at just the right time, I could get an Uber, and I could uh, make my way to my apartment, I could uh, pick up my car, and I had just enough time to make it to one of my favorite uh, Mediterranean uh, restaurants in, in the area before they closed, and uh, I just was, I was, I was tired, I was hungry, I, I probably was a little hangry as well. And so I, just, I had it all perfectly calculated. I didn't have a check bag. I just had a carry-on. I don't, I don't believe in that check bag life. So I landed. I got my Uber, walked out, jumped in, and uh, put in my AirPods, you know, so I wouldn't have to talk. And I was hoping they wouldn't be too talkative. And so I made it to my apartment. And I, I went to get in my car. I wasn't even going to put my carry-on in the apartment. I was going to get right in my car, go straight to the restaurant, have dinner. It's going to be good in the hood. I was going to live my blessed life. And it's just going to be a good night. 
And uh, there's only one problem. I, I couldn't find my car. And so I began to look around, and I'm thinking, well, man, I, I must be tired. I probably parked it somewhere different. And so I'm looking for my car, can't find my car. And so I'm starting to circle now, and uh, I can't find my car at all. So now I'm thinking, like, the devil done stole my car. Maybe this is spiritual warfare. And uh, I cannot think and find my car. And uh, y'all want to hear the rest of the story, right? Okay, okay, you're scaring me. And so I, uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, somebody, I think somebody has stolen my, my Honda Accord Sport. I, it's not here. And then I, I, got a, I got a revelation. And after last night's story and, and tonight's story, you're just going to be like, bless this dude's heart. We need to keep him in 24-7 prayer. Um, I, got, I, got a, I got another revelation. I had parked and left my car at the airport. And so I want you to imagine with me in dramatic irony that I'm standing on the sidewalk waiting for somebody to pick me up and take me home when I have the keys and the car to go there myself. So how many times do we come into the house of God and we do the same thing? You have the key to where you need to go tonight. And you get to decide, I get to decide, if we will wait on somebody else to take us there or whether we will make a cognizant decision that I brought a key of worship and I brought a key of praise and I brought a key of hunger. I've been watching some of you. Some of you got the keys in your pocket and you haven't taken it out. But there's been others. You've been lifting up your hands in worship and expectancy. And I just know that I know that I know that somebody's going to go somewhere in the spirit tonight. So what do you say we just go together? Amen. Amen. The book of John chapter 21. The book of John chapter 21. The book of John chapter 21. We'll begin at verse 1. The book of John chapter 21 verse 1. If you didn't realize, we are going to the book of John chapter 21 and verse 1. If you're there, say amen. If you're cheating and looking on the screen, say amen. SMH. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee the sons of Zebedee and two others of his disciples. And Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. They said unto him, we also go with thee. So they went forth and entered into the boat immediately, and that night they caught nothing. When the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, children, do you have any food? Do you have any meat? And they answered him, No! He said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find. And they cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, it is the Lord. Now when he heard, now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his fisher's coat, for he was naked, and he did cast himself into the sea. The other disciples came in a little boat, for they were not far from the land, for it was 200 cubits, dragging the net with the fishes. And as soon as they were come to the land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon, and bread. And Jesus said unto them, Bring the fish which ye have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to the land full of great fishes, 
150 and 3, and for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Last verse, and Jesus said unto them, come and dine. Come and dine. By the help of God's Spirit, I want to preach to you tonight for the next few moments on this simple subject. Somebody's going to help me. I want to preach to you tonight on this simple subject, the nail-scarred cook. The nail-scarred cook. I want you to turn to your neighbor and I want you to tell them, the nail-scarred cook. I want you to turn to your other neighbor, the one you just rejected, and I want you to tell them, the nail-scarred cook. Could you lift up your hands just one more time and could we just thank the Lord for speaking to us? He's inhabited our praises. He's moved in this place. I know he's going to speak. Can we just thank him by faith? God, thank you so much for your word that will not return void. Thank you, oh God, for your word that wants to challenge, that wants to encourage, that wants to call us higher. I pray that our heart would be good ground for the seed of your word, that it would grow and germinate, and that we would not just be hearers of your word, but we would be doers of your word, activators of your word, participators in your word. And I thank you for everything that you will accomplish tonight, God. I give you great praise and great honor in Jesus' name. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. And if you believe that he heard you and you believe that he's going to work on our behalf tonight, would you just clap your hands one more time in this room as you're seated. may be seated tonight. Jesus had declared some powerful faith-infused words. Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. These were words of power. These were words of dominion. These were, these were words of authority. Uh, however, uh, there's, a quite, uh, there's quite a dilemma because now the very man that has spoken these faith-infused words is now hanging upon a cross. A nail is going through his feet. Nails are going through his hands. A, a spear has been thrust through his side. And now he is taking his final breath. And, and, and the very one who has spoken these words is dying. I want you to imagine the, the feelings that are hijacking these men of God that have heard these words. I want you to, to realize how discombobulated they may feel. If you don't use the word discombobulated, you really should use it every now and then. Their world is in utter confusion. Their, their world is in utter, utter chaos. They, they do not know what to do. They, 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 they've lost all equilibrium, all sanity. They, they cannot compute what is happening. I, I've got to preach to us tonight because every single one of us have heard a word from God. Every single one of us have heard a promise from God. Every single one of us have prophecy upon our life. Every single one of us know what it feels like to be at a weekend revival, to be at a Friday night youth rally, to be in a Sunday morning service, to be in a Sunday night shout down, and to feel that faith pulsate in our spirit, and to know that we know that we know that God is with us, and he's going to do mighty things in our life. But what happens when our world turns upside down? What happens when we no longer feel anointed? 
what happens when we, when we no longer see what has been spoken coming to reality in real time before our eyes. Well, the Bible lets us know what they decided to do. Peter said, uh, I'm going fishing. <laughs> when you don't know what to do, you, you just you get with the bros and you go fishing. That's what he said. He said, I'm going fishing. But I want you to notice the response uh, to his, his actions and his words. This was the response to I go fishing. We going with you. We're going with you, bro. We're going fishing with you. It, it matters who you allow to speak into your life. It matters, somebody hear me right now, the voice that, that you allow to speak into your world. It, it matters who you hang out with when you are confused. It matters who you listen to when you are bitter. It matters who you surround yourself with when you do not understand what is happening in your mind and your heart and your soul. So Pete says, yo, I'm just going fishing. And they said, we're going fishing with you. And the Bible says that they went forth immediately. Have you ever noticed um, that it's easier to be more unified in going backwards and forwards? I want you to notice they, they did not hesitate. They, 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 they went without the delay. The Bible says they went forth immediately. It's, it's, it's amazing how, how our human nature and our proclivities and our, our carnal desires can be more unified in going backwards than forwards. The Bible says they went forth immediately, but the problem is they're, they're not going forward, they're going backwards. See, when, when, when we're confused and we don't know what God is doing, we, we often, we, often we, 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 we feel like that perhaps we're taking a step forward, but in reality we are regressing. Can I remind you that going backwards, it, it doesn't matter if you call it forward. If you're going backwards, you're going backwards. If, if you're not praying, you're, you're, going, you're going backwards. If you're not in the word of God, you're going backwards. If you're not submitting to his will and his plan for your life, you, you can call it forward, but you're going backwards. So the Bible lets us know that they've, they've got the Gatorade, they've, they've, they've got the Cheez-Its, they've got the Yeti, they've got the snacks, and now... All of a sudden, uh, they're, 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 they're trying to go back to what they know to do. They're, they're going back to what they're experts at. They're going back to what they're professional at. They're going back to, to what they can understand. They're going back to what they have been trained to do. They're going back to what they know to do. But, but the Bible says something so amazing. It's one of the most graceful sentences in our Bible, if you ask me. The Bible says... That night they caught nothing. I love it. They know how to do this. And that night they've caught something, and this night they've caught something, and, and every other night they've probably caught something, but on this night they didn't catch anything. God will allow you to fail where you used to succeed because he will not allow you to go back to where you were and to be, God will not allow you to be comfortable going back to who you were and to where you came from. But there, there's something that says, no, I, 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 I'm trying to go back to what I was once was. And I'm trying to go back to what I, uh, who, where I used to be. But, but the Bible says that night he let them fail. See, when you, when you try to, to diverge from the plan of God, he, 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 
I mentioned it last night, you're, 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 going to, you're, you're not going to be successful trying to go backwards. You're not going to be successful trying to be carnal. You're not going to be successful trying to be average because when you have been exposed to heavenly things, when you have been exposed to higher things, you will never be satisfied when you have seen the manifold grace of God and you have been an eyewitness to his glory and his majesty Every single, every single thing will pale in comparison. Our Bible says that night they, 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 they caught nothing. I, I imagine they're not too worried. The first few hours, they're fishermen. They know how to do this. They just keep fishing. But then a few hours progress, and they still haven't caught anything. And then a few hours progress, and now it's midnight, and they're sweating, and and they, they, they probably feel like cussing by now. And now it's a few more hours. It's 2 a.m. And, and somebody's mad at each other. And somebody's on this side of the boat. And somebody's on that side of the boat. And, and nobody's wanting to talk to each other. And nobody's catching anything. Come on, we know how to do this. All of a sudden, the Bible says they begin to hear a voice. Children, do you have any food? Now, I want to know how many of y'all fish. How many of y'all like to fish? Oh, nobody fishes. Now, I need y'all to be honest with me. How many of y'all like to fish? Uh, Isaac's, nah, you don't count. That, that don't count. You got to either fish or don't fish. You, you know, if you like to fish, that um, uh, one of the cardinal rules of fishing is that there is no screaming and there is no yelling and there's barely any talking. Now, for those of you that are professional uh, fishermen and fisherwomen, uh, you would not like me um, because um, notice I, I, I didn't really raise my hand uh, because uh, y'all like to fish, I like to catch. And if I'm not catching, uh, I, I don't really want to be fishing. And, uh, but what I do like is snacks. And so I, I'm down to fish with you as long as there's snacks on the boat. Uh, but the problem is the, the snacks that I bring uh, always win the trophy for being the loudest snacks in the world. I mean, it's just like it's quiet and it's serene and it's peaceful. And I'm just letting you know, if your boy's not catching anything, uh, I'm going to plan B, which was actually plan A all along. Uh, I'm finding the snacks. And it doesn't matter if it's a bag of Cheez-Its. It doesn't matter if it's trail mix. It doesn't matter if it's Doritos. It is going to be the loudest bag of snacks being opened on that water. And if I find myself on a boat with somebody that wants us to stay quiet, I'm still opening my bag of snacks. I just want you to know. So I think it's interesting that as they're fishing, Jesus breaks the rules. And he says, yo, children, echo, echo, echo. Do you have any food? Echo, echo, echo. You're not supposed to scream. And then he, he, he begins to give them advice. After breaking the rules, are you hearing me tonight? After breaking the rules and screaming at them, he begins to give them advice. Now, we know it was Jesus. They don't. To us, as we read the story, he's the Savior. To them, he is a stranger. He says, I want you to cast your nets on the other side. Now we gotta, we gotta, we gotta backtrack for just a moment. I, I, uh, I, I want you to notice that 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 
they don't even fully realize who it is. No doubt the sun is still coming up, and no doubt that they, 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 they can see his visage, but they can't, they can't define him in detail, and, 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 and they've been around him, but, 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 but light is still breaking forth, and, and, and dawn is still emerging, and, and, I, and I want you to notice that, that, that it's dark, and they, and they cannot figure him out, and they cannot perceive him, and yet that does not stop him from speaking. So many times we think that everything has to be perfect before the Lord can speak into our sphere, into our world, into our orb, into our life. But I, I want to remind you that, that Genesis tells us that, that evening and morning were the first day. Darkness and light were the first day. So darkness is not the end of a day, darkness is the beginning of a day. So it does not matter how dark it is in our mind, in our heart, in our spirit, in our home life, in our life. Darkness is not the end, it's only the beginning. And the darkness does not stop God from being able to give you a word of wisdom, of instruction, of prophecy, of encouragement. I want you to notice the patience of the Lord Jesus. I want you to, to notice the tenacity of our Savior. He, he does not wait for them to have it all figured out. He, he does not wait for it to be fully light. He does not wait for them to be able to perceive him, for him to speak into their life. And I want you to notice that they are running. They are regressing. They are going away from everything that they should be doing, and yet he still speaks to them. And you know what his first words are? Children. I don't know what that does for you. But that brings me peace and solace and joy and excitement because it, it lets me know even when I am running, even when I am failing, even when I am disappointing him, I am still his son. I am still his daughter. I am still his child. You want to know why hell hates your guts? Even when you are running backwards, you still have a heavenly father that calls you his baby, that calls you his son, that calls you his daughter, no matter how far you are from him. Children, do you have any food? Now, they don't have anything, but do they know that they don't have anything? How many times have we found ourselves down to nothing? But to admit that, to acknowledge that, it's as if he's wanting them to know they are down to nothing. He knows. He is sovereign. He is the answer to every question. So if the answer is asking a question, um, he doesn't need the answer. He needs you to know the answer. Do, do you have any food? Do you have any sustenance? Do, do, do you have any snacks left? Do, do, do you have any meat? Maybe if you look in the Greek, maybe that's a Greek for Chick-fil-A. I don't know. But he's asking them, what do you have? Do you have any meat? They said, no. They are down to nothing. But he wants them to know they are down to nothing. I don't know about you, but I can remember times in my young adult life when insecurity would come against me and the spirit of fear would come against me and the adversary would come against me and tell me that I was a nothing and a nobody until one morning I got a revelation in my room and I went back to the very beginning and I realized that God created the world out of nothing. And then I remembered that nothing was miracle material. And so whenever the adversary would come back to me and tell me that I was nothing, I'd tell the adversary, but 
nothing. It's what God made everything out of. I may not be much of something right now, but even if I am down to nothing, God can make a ministry out of nothing. God can make a prophet out of nothing. God can make a missionary out of nothing. God can make an intercessor out of nothing. God made everything out of nothing. Come on, it doesn't matter who your dad was or isn't. It doesn't matter who your mom was or isn't. You may feel like you are nothing, but I proclaim over you. You are miracle material. God can shape something out of you. God can mold something out of you. God can develop something out of nothing. Do you have anything? No. I think they're in a bad mood. Have you, ever, have you ever went to message somebody, maybe went to text somebody, and, and you send them this heartfelt, well-worded, well-thought-out paragraph, maybe two or three paragraphs, and they write back, thanks. T-H-X. Didn't even write out the whole word. Thanks. Like, come on. I, I think this is kind of the... Hey, hey, you, you got any food? You got any snacks? You got any? No. But he keeps talking to them. I, I, I'm just simple. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, Jesus keeps talking even when we're not interested in listening. Jesus keeps talking even when we have no interest in talking back. Jesus puts a comma where we tried to place a period. Jesus continues the conversation where we try to delete the conversation. Do you have anything? No. Conversation over. Who are you anyway? Why is there a stranger talking to us from the land? Cast on the other side. Oh my word. He's yelling. The fish are fleeing and running. And now he's going to tell us how to fish? He's going to tell us, the experts, how to fish. Who is this dude? He's cray-cray. He's out of his mind. I, I, who is this? They don't know it's Jesus. Somebody has to mumble, and, 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 and somebody's probably got, probably got a little cuss word right here, and they're trying to swallow it down. It's just, okay, all right, let's just, let's just do what he said. Cast your net on the right side of the boat. And so they cast their four, and all of a sudden, there is a tug, and all of a sudden, there is fish. It was the same boat. It was the same fisherman. It was the same net, but something was different. A word has went forth. A word has went I rebuke every lie of hell that says you'll be the same 12-year-old. You'll be the same... 15-year-old. You'll be the same 21-year-old. You're, you're always going to fall back into that rut. You're always going to go back and... Oh, no, 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 no. When a word goes forth, you're not the same youth group. You're not the same young man. You're not the same young woman. You're not, no, 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 no. You don't have to go back to the addiction. You don't have to go back to the secret sin. You don't, no, no, no. You don't have to go back to cutting yourself. You, you don't have to go back to taking that. No, no. You don't have to fall back into that. When a word goes forth, everything can change. Net on the right side 
of a boat. They, they, they say the average width of a, of, a, of a fishing boat in Bible times was 7.5 feet wide. I want you to notice how close they were to their miracle. What was the difference? A word, a word, a word, a word. Don't you let anything in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit cause you to despise a word from God because a word from God will defy logic. It will defy what your cranium can compute. It will defy everything that is rational. A word from God is supernatural. It supersedes the natural. It does not matter what you are facing. It does not matter what you are looking at. It doesn't matter what has overcome you. If a word comes into your life, everything can change. Everything can change. Musicians come. All of a sudden, somebody begins to realize what is happening. All of a sudden, somebody begins to understand what is taking place. They're trying to figure this out. The Bible says, the Bible says that the disciple that Jesus loved, the Bible says the disciple that Jesus loved said, this is the Lord. I'm going to tell you again, it matters who is in your boat. It matters who you do life with. It matters who your best friend is. It matters the voices of influence that you allow in your life. It matters who you date. It matters who you marry. It matters who you do life with. Listen, Peter didn't understand everything that was happening. But you know who he had? He had somebody in his boat to say, this is of the Lord. That's why we come to rallies. That's why we come to prayer meetings. That's why we come to a Wednesday night Bible study. That's why we come to prayer meetings together. Because we need somebody to link up with us and say, hey, you may not believe that God can work in your mom and dad's life. But let me tell you about when he worked in my mom and dad's life. And you may not believe that God can bring your prodigal brother or sister back. But let me remind you when he brought my prodigal sister and brother back. Hey, you may not believe that God can get you through this diagnosis. But let me remind you when God healed me of my diagnosis. You need somebody in your boat to look at you and say, I refuse to let you go to the cynicism. I refuse to let you go to suicidal thinking. I refuse to let you go to false doctrine. I, I refuse to let you revert to just cowering in the corner. No, no. You need somebody in your boat to look at you and say, this is of the Lord. You didn't manipulate this. You didn't conjure this up. This is not just an evolution. No, no, no. This is of the Lord. Saying with me. Bible says the disciple that Jesus loved, the disciple that Jesus loved, the disciple that Jesus loved, doesn't call him by name, but we know his name is John. God is raising up men and women that will not be known by their Instagram handle, by their followers, by their earthly status. God is raising up men and women that are going to be known before the throne. Their dedication is going to be their identity. Hey, you know that girl that, that God loves? Oh, yeah, I, I know who that is. You, you know that guy that, that God loves? Yeah, I know, I know who that is. You know, you know that, that girl who's always in the prayer room? Yeah, I know, I, know who, I know who you're talking about. God is going to raise up men and women that are identified by their devotion, not their title, 
not their position, not their looks, not their fame, not their last name. God is going to raise up men and women that are known before the throne Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday. And you need to be one of those people, but you also need one of those people in your boat. Is that Jesus? Is that him? Is he really working in my life? I'm, I'm becoming skeptical. I'm becoming jaded. I just don't know. This is of the Lord. This is of the Lord. Are you sure this is of the Lord? I, 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 this is of the Lord. Peter, I've been thinking about this. This don't make sense. And there's only one person that we both know that can make a miracle out of what doesn't make sense. There's only one person we know that has the luxury. Now, he don't have to make sense. He makes miracles. This is the Lord. The Bible says that Pete puts on his, Peter puts on his fishing coat. He jumps into the water and he begins to swim to the shore. He begins to paddle through the water. The sun is probably coming up by now, glistening off the water. He's, he's, he's trying to look. He's trying to see. There he is. He sees the, the figure on, on the shore. He's just trying to get to the land. He's just trying to get to the shore. And when he gets to the shore, it's Jesus, the one that had told him, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. I'm going to use you, Peter. And you know what he's doing? Nail-scarred hands have built a fire. Nail-scarred hands have gathered kindling. Nail-scarred hands have gathered sticks. Nail-scarred hands are cooking. Nail-scarred hands are preparing. And the whole time that they have been fleeing, their faith feeble, doubt overcoming their destiny. They're not running towards their calling. They're running away all that time. Jesus is watching, preparing, cooking, making. By the time he makes it back to the shore, Bible tells us there's bread and there's fish. Does it matter what takes place in your life? You've got to get to Jesus. You're going to have two tests in your life. You're going to have a test when there's no fish in your boat. But then you're going to have a second test when all the fish are in your boat. But are you with Jesus? Because whether it's failure or success, you've always got to come back to Him. And it doesn't matter what you leave behind. It doesn't matter what you give up. Everything that He is preparing for you will always supersede anything and everything that you've had to give up. Every single time. 
hey, hey Peter, come, come and dine. Won't you come, come eat with me? Do you love me? Yes. Do you love me? Yes. Do you love me? Yes. Feed my sheep. I know you denied me. You didn't deny, you didn't deny me once. You didn't deny me twice. You, you denied me three times. So I'm going to ask you if you love me. Not once, not twice, but three times. Because all I need to know is if you love me as much as you denied me. I'm still going to use you to preach Pentecost. I'm going to use you to usher in a new dispensation. I want you to, I want you to come to the shore. I, 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 I've been cooking. I've been preparing. I've been gathering sticks. I got bread. I got fish. I know you denied me by a fire, but I'm, I'm going to let you eat with me by a fire. I'm going to let you be reconciled with me by a fire. I, I'm going to let you return back to me by a fire. Time to get the sound of the rooster out of your head. I've been preparing. There's another sound coming, Peter. The sound of a, mush, a rushing mighty wind. Your mind, your head's not going to be filled with the sound of condemnation. I've been preparing something else. Your mind and your spirit and your heart is about to be filled with the sound of promise. He denied Jesus. And Jesus even told him he would do it. He said, before the rooster ever even signals, you will deny me, Peter. But when does a rooster give its signal? Not the end of a day, but the beginning. Jesus said, you're going to deny me. But when you deny me, I will also notify you that the darkness is not the end. It is only the beginning. And for your new mistake, there will be new mercy. So I just came to tell somebody tonight. I came to tell you tonight. Nail-scarred hands. I've been preparing something for you. So I want us to lift up our hands. I want us to close our eyes. Would you just talk to Jesus right now? I'm going to open up this front in just a moment. But I want you to see the Lord Jesus Christ waiting for you. He still has those nail scars. But he's been preparing something. I'm going to open up this front, but I'm going to echo the words of Austin. The Bible says he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think he's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think so if we can't fully think it how do we fully ask it that means when you read a post on Facebook 
you see a magnet on grandma's fridge or when you hear pastor get up and say you serve a mind-blowing God. It's more than a Facebook post. It's more than a magnet. It's more than a cliche statement. You serve a God that literally can and will blow your mind. I'm telling you right now in five years, some of you are going to look back and you're going to say, I had no idea that God would do this. I had no idea that God would use me like this. I had no idea. God, how did you do it? God, how did you do it? I, 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 I had no idea. Our mind and our brain can spin into spirals and we can foretell every negative thing that we think will happen. We can imagine hypotheticals that perhaps will happen. But I'm telling you tonight, there is a God whose ways are higher than your ways. And his thoughts towards you are thoughts of peace and an expected end. There's a God that is weaving your future. There's a God that is preparing your future. He has every ingredient. And he's going to use failure and success. He's going to use the good and the bad. He's going to use everything that life brings you. I just came to tell you. Nail-scarred hands are preparing things for you. So with our hands lifted, I wonder if you would just make your way to this front right now. I wonder if you would just step into this altar with surrender. I wonder if you would let the Lord cause you to dream again, to believe again. I wonder if some bold prayers would come back. I wonder if some wild questions would come back. I wonder if you would dare, if you would dare to wonder just how great and mighty God could use you. I wonder if you could push past the cynicism and the skepticism and the fear and the doubt and the condemnation and you would just get a glimpse you can't even think it fully. But I wonder if you stretch your mind and your heart and your spirit. Come on, would you lift up your hands all across this room? Would you lift up your hands all across? I'm preaching to a young girl right now. I'm preaching to a young man right now. Come on, I don't care how hellish your life is. I don't care how dark your life is. I don't care how much you don't understand. I don't care. I don't care. This is what I know, that there's a God that's moving in this room. Nail-scarred hands are leading you, are guiding you. You don't have to have it all figured out. I'm telling you, that peace that was here last night is here again right now. Nail-scarred hands are reaching for you. He's not just preparing things for you. He's preparing you. Peter, I know you caught a lot of things in your life, but... But tell me about when the rose of Sharon caught you. Tell me about when the lily of the valley caught you. Tell me about when the bright and morning star caught you all over again. Oh, he's in the room right now. Every hand lifted. I'm done. Would you just talk to Jesus right now? Woo!
Come on, that's it, young man. That's it, young lady. Talk to him. Come on, I won't tell you again. You don't have to perform. You don't have to earn anything. I want you just to talk to him. I want you to pour out your mind, your heart, your soul to him. He's not afraid of your questions. He's not afraid of your anger. He's not afraid of your misunderstanding. He's not afraid of your dreams. He's not afraid of you believing that he really could blow your mind and do things in your life that you cannot fully expect. Woo! My, 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 my. Come on, that's it. I see tears flowing. I see hearts opening right now. I see hands lifted. Come on, we're not going to be here all night, but I want us just to allow the Lord to speak into our heart right now. Come on, would you just allow what is in this room to marinate in your spirit? Would you just bask in his presence right now? Would you just soak up his glory right now? Come on, somebody step out of the boat and get to the shore right now. Come on, somebody get to where nail-scarred hands are beckoning you. Come on, there's a fire that's been built. Come on, there's things he's prepared for you. But what, 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 what about what I have to leave behind? Everything that you've left behind, he, he's already got in front of you in greater proportion. What about the fish that are in the boat? What about the fish that are on the fire? Come on, that's it. Would you help me pray all across this room? Come on, I'm done. I'm speaking to adults. I'm speaking to young people. I'm speaking to people watching online. I'm, I'm speaking to everybody in this room right now. I'm done, but I want you to allow the Lord. <laughs> allow the Lord to speak to you right now. Yes, God. Yes, God.
Expecting a breakthrough, I'm gonna see my miracle. No, I'm not gonna let go. No, I'm not gonna let go. I'm expecting a breakthrough. Gonna see my miracle. The Bible says, "Ear has not heard, eye has not seen." Neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for them that love him. And if you love him right now, he's got something amazing prepared for you. The nail-scarred hands has got something amazing prepared for you. And as they were just singing, we need to make up in our mind right now that we're in the presence of the king and we're not going to leave. We're not going to let go until we get our miracle, until we receive what he's prepared for us. Can we lift our hands and seek after him right now and say, Lord, I do love you and I do want you. And God, I do want what you have for me. And I'm not leaving until I get it. Come on, all over this place. Seek him right now. Press a little bit. He's got great things prepared for you. I'm not going to leave here. Come on, hold on. Just hold on. He's coming.
made a way when there seemed to be no way. I'm going to receive it. God just gave me a word. Some of you are in the boat like Peter was. The Bible says, and he was naked. He had no clothes on, but oftentimes nakedness is, is compared to shame. And there's some people in here in the boat, but you're ashamed. But while you are ashamed, God is already working. And preparing something for you. While you're naked and ashamed and you don't have anything going right in your life, everything's going wrong. You, you feel like you're worthless. You feel like you've made a mistake that you can't overcome. Jesus is already working on something special for you. You feel like you're not worthy. You feel like you, you have no business getting anything from God. But God said, I'm already preparing it. But what you need to do right now is do what Peter did and put your coat back on. Remember that he's already got you covered. When Adam and Eve were naked and afraid, when they were naked and they were, they were hiding from God, God made them coats of skins and covered them. I've got to tell you right now, God's got you covered. Just put that coat back on. Just put the blood back on. Put the blood back on. He's got you covered. You don't have to be ashamed anymore. Matter of fact, he's working for you right now. He's doing something for you right now. So step out of the boat with your coat on. Step out of the boat and go get your miracle. Go get what God's got for you. Don't hold back because of what you made, what mistake you made yesterday. Don't hold back because of what mistake you've made in the past. God's preparing something for you put your coat on put your coat on God is preparing a miracle lift your hands all over this place come on receive that word I feel the Holy Ghost gave that to me receive that right now lift your hands receive that if you've been dealing with shame in this place, it's time to cast that shame off. The devil said shame on you, but God says shame off of you. I'm telling you right now, the shame's got to come off. The shame's got to come off. The shame has got to come off. Lift your hands and cast that on him. Cast that on him. Cast that on him. Chains fall off. I'm gonna wait right here till I break 
you've been sitting in the boat of shame for too long. It's time to put that coat on. It's time to put it on. Because God's got a blessing. God's got a blessing with your name on it. God's got a blessing with your name on it. Somebody say, my name. My name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hands one more time. The Holy Ghost is right here in this place with us. Sweet presence of God. Sweet presence of God in this place. Come on, take a moment and lift your hands and cast every care on Him for He cares for you. Cast your burden on the Lord for He shall sustain you. In the name of Jesus. Come on, will you let the rivers of living water flow for a minute? Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spake of the Holy Ghost. If you got the Holy Ghost, if you got the Holy Ghost, let it flow for just a minute. I, I don't think God's quite done yet. Let the Holy Ghost flow just for a minute. If you got it, access that well of living water. Access it right now and let it flow. Let it flow. what God's doing right here is not just for a moment it's not just for a feel good but this is something that's going to last you're walking out of this place like you're walking out of the boat and you're walking into the promise of God from here you're walking into the, to what God has prepared for you from here, from here, right now, this moment. You'll look back at this day, at this message and say, that was the day that I stepped out of the boat and I stepped out of shame and I stepped into the calling that God has for me and everything he's prepared for me. You're about to start seeing it come to pass. You're about to start seeing what you've been desiring come to fruition right before your eyes. He's going to have it already prepared for you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. If you are thankful at all for anything the Lord done in this place tonight, why don't you clap your hands and give Him great praise? And why don't you add another praise just because He's worthy of it? Just because He's worthy of it. Just because He's a holy God. He doesn't have to do anything for us, but He's a holy God. And He's a worthy God. Lift Him up. your heads in prayer. We're going to pray this thing out. Father, we thank you for speaking to us. We thank you, God, for moving in this house, for 
for taking out of us the things that did not belong and putting in us the things that you desire for us. And we pray that those words would be sown into good ground, that it would bring forth much fruit, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold, but God, that it bring much fruit in the name of Jesus. And we pray that the glory of the Lord and the anointing of the Lord will rest upon everybody in this place and the Spirit of the Lord will guide them and direct them into the purpose, into the place, into that, 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 into this, onto the shore where you've already prepared the blessing, where you've already prepared the miracle. In the name of Jesus, we pray it and we thank you, God, for bringing us to another level in the Holy Ghost. And God, we pray that we not, that we stay not just here, but that we continue to move forward and deeper and, and higher, oh God. We want, we're not satisfied with where we're at right now. Even though we're at another place right now, even though we've gone to another level, we want to go deeper and deeper and higher and higher. We want more and more for we're hungry and thirsty for you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, clap your hands one more time and give him praise. You may be dismissed tonight in the name of Jesus.